about alcohol. I love to hear about alcohol. So, so, so tonight was my mother's birthday, Ooh. and we took her out to a hibachi restaurant. Nice. Um, and I think everyone kind of has a reason not to drink too much stuff tonight. Like, I don't want to be super drunk on the podcast. Being a little drunk on the podcast is nice, but getting super drunk on the podcast, not so much. Frowned upon. Uh, <laughs> uh, then, you know, after all. my dad was like the designated driver. My mom had jury duty tomorrow. Uh, my other siblings are otherwise indisposed. So at the Sabachi place, this guy, you know, the chef, he has this, this bottle of, of sake. Of just pure sake, and and there'll be intervals where he'll like spray it into people's mouths, um, and okay. it's just like one of those. It's, it's a weird place, and it's just Boy, like, only chug, in New chug, York. Chug. Uh, you know, and he'll make you make you chug it down. So he hits my mom and dad, and then he comes to me, and I'm like, you know, no, thank you. And I already have a drink, so I'm I'm feeling kind of good. I don't need more. I'm like, no, thank you. He's like, no, you don't want sake. I'm like, bullshit. no, I'm good. He's like, yeah. He basically goes, oh, are you the baby? Are you underage? Are you a baby? I'm like, yeah, you know what? I'm 18. I go, you know what? I'm 18. And he goes, oh, okay, you're the baby. And then he pulls out a baby bottle. Oh, my God. <laughs> a baby bottle. And it's, like, full of soda. And, he, you know, he forces me to drink it anyway. Like, part of this was to avoid getting sake all over me. But he forces me to drink, I guess it's some kind of Japanese soda. It tastes like Ramune or whatever. He forces me to drink, like, from this baby bottle. Um, and then for the rest of the night, like, for the entire dinner, he just refers to me as the baby. Uh, so that that's that's basically it. Never, uh, wow! Never. That's kind uh, of strange. Happy birthday to mom! <laughs> Are you paying for the for the sake, or I guess it's just like what you do? No, but like I, I guess it's like complimentary, and it's it's just supposed to help get you trashed in the mood for his like antics. But um, <laughs> when he started referring to me as as the baby it got a little insulting that's kind of like, uh michael could attest to it better than i could but uh the as i understand it that's I can a very, see that ending badly with like a combination of alcohol well it's kind of it's kind of how uh i think a little bit of how asian culture is which is basically to say that uh the uh, drink 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 like why aren't you drinking and if you're not drinking like you must be sick or have something wrong with you <laughs> oh yes right yeah the, uh, the Celebrate the Japanese tradition of getting shit face of shots. The, the, the Tower of Bear. Yeah, that's, that's basically well, uh, what it felt that, like. That it is felt true. Like... We have seen that like in anime. Which, uh, uh, I've, I've, I've heard that left and right. People tell me that, you know, that's that's how it works for them. Uh, yeah, and, and I guess I guess if you don't... It literally reminded me of that... Um, of that... That episode uh, of Panty's uh, talking? The, the Nathan for You sketch. Oh, boy. <laughs> not drinking alcohol you must be a baby yeah the doink oh. it the doink it. <laughs> doink it if you don't have this product you are a baby mm-hmm. it's the only way to prove that's how, that's, a, that's how i felt tonight you aren't drinking sake so you must be a baby oh babies are welcome uh <laughs> here on the enemy slime podcast i should let everybody know this is episode number 103 uh i'm your usual host jared and I have with me uh, our resident baby, Mr. J. Joseph Jr. <laughs> Goo Goo Gaga. Emphasis on the junior. Goo Goo Gaga. Uh, we're flying pretty light tonight. The only other person present, as you already heard, is Mr. Lucio Lorenzino. I, I missed the opportunity to say it last week, but uh, I actually defeated ISIS. So you guys are welcome. Oh, is that why you've been busy? Yes. Yeah, that takes a lot of work, I think. Uh, uh 
I mean, I'm sure that they're gone now. That sounds right. Um, no, it was just like uh, there was a very tasteful clan in Call of Duty that had the clan name ISIS. Oh, and you took them out. Yeah, we actually beat them. They so, pretty bad. so all that I was happy about just a second ago is just nothing. Yeah, no, we actually haven't defeated anything. Oh, so we haven't solved oh, any I problems. didn't know that was like an actual thing. Like, else you, you two came back and you're like, we defeated ISIS. I didn't know you guys like literally beat ISIS. I didn't help. Lucio did it all by himself. No, he's talking about me and Saul the other Oh, yeah, sure. Leave me out of fighting ISIS. I mean, I'm willing to I see how it is. Uh, you'll notice that we're missing resident jabroni Michael Mahoney. Uh, don't know. Uh, he's, he's got shit to do, you know? Uh, and then, of course, Mr. Doug Wilson is gone. The second week in a row, uh, the fan mail has not stopped, but, you know, he'll be back. He's actually fighting ISIS. He'll be, he'll be coming back. He is fighting ISIS. He's going to report in. Uh, I'm sure he's made a lot of progress. He watched, uh, well, before he went out, we actually had him watch the first three seasons of Homeland. And, uh, oh, so he's so ready. Yeah, I think that he's pretty much ready to, to take down ISIS. I, I can't. So, so, so they're your brothers. What really happened to them? They're whose brothers? <laughs> oh, Michael, oh, Michael and Doug. Oh, well, I, I don't fucking know. I am not my brother's keeper, as they infamously said in uh, whatever that show is, Full House. That that movie. Yeah. Full House. That, Full House. That thing. When Uncle Jesse is asked about. I, I think I think it was Fuller House. I don't think it was Full House. About his brother Danny Tanner. I don't think they're brothers. I don't remember. How does any of that work? What is the Full House dynamic? Uh, it doesn't matter. They're all uncles, but whose uncles? They're like each other's uncles. They all have different last names. I don't. That's get what it. they call each other in bed, Jerry. That's that's, what's going on. that's a modern family right there. <laughs> all right, guys. I guess we should probably. It's been a while. We, it's been six minutes, and we haven't talked about games yet. I mean, I. Wait, I, it's just about games. Yeah, I started. I started modding my Fallout. Oh God! I'm so all right, bored with it. Quick, anywhere else? Uh, let's see. Um, <laughs> You know what's hot? Wait, you don't want to. You don't want to hear about my my. See this mod I, really, I have a nude mod. I didn't really want to hear about vanilla Fallout. And, <laughs> much <and> less. <laughs> that's come on. Let's talk, like let's talk about. We did a whole podcast for That it. was your most anticipated game of the year. What do you mean you don't want to hear about? It? I don't let's, know. Let's talk was... about the topic that everybody's dying to hear about. Hideo Kojima. Oh, let me yes. just let me just say this. Let me just say this. It's only been three weeks. Okay, Jay, you get because you need to you need to you need to give a modder credit. Where credits do. Okay, I'm ready to give a modder credit because you're right. Modding is important. Uh, if I rank out heroes, it, it goes uh, soldiers, 9/11 first responders, <laughs> modders in that order. Well, um, we're gonna need the modders to fix Fallout 4, and you know that. I mean, he's um, actually not kidding. But. So, so I, I downloaded a very important mod called Nuclear Nudes, and what the modder did is that when it um, overlaps on the skin of all the characters all the females have brown areolas now what's more universal than a brown areola because then you That's can racist. make any character of any race how's it racist all races have a brown areola i know that some people don't sometimes some they're people, pink some people some people don't sometimes they're pink but yeah. all races have like the brown one because of the pigmentation so any girl you know so you can get a white girl to take off her shirt and might be brown Get a black girl to take her off her so, shirt. It's probably most you know, definitely brown. I, I won't say what I was going to say. I think it's opposite. I think it's the opposite. You guys are saying it's racist. I think it's very inclusive of all areolas. I don't. What are we talking about? <laughs> What's happening here? Where's Michael? <laughs> <laughs> it's, 
Yeah, I, I do apologize because I had this, I had this complaint last week, and we've already gotten off to a bad start. <laughs> um, this is the bad start. I should mention I can already see things escalating. I did allow. Oh fuck! All right, I did allow the dogs to stay in here again. Uh, Why? I, I thought this time maybe they'd be good. They're not. I'm gonna. Uh, what, I'm gonna... In what like in what time have they ever been good, Jared? <laughs> they're not. They're the worst fucking dogs. <laughs> like, I'm like kicking. How, when have they ever been good? I'm kicking them out right now, and during that time, you can say whatever else you have to say about Fallout mods. Uh, no, I'm done. That was it. I just wanted to. I just wanted to congratulate him on using a universal nipple. I think Jarrett left. I kicked him yeah. out. I solved the hey, problem. You... Okay. Yeah, I'm. I'm done. I just. I, I just wanted to compliment the guy on universal nipples. Oh, all right. Yeah. Um, well, good job, Fallout uh, or mods or I don't know who did. Whoever did good, we congratulate you. And whoever did bad, we uh, we're we upset. shame you. Shame on you. We, we shame you. Speaking of doing bad, and speaking you, of being upset, did you guys see these game awards? No. Um, First, I, I I mean I watched them for literally fifteen seconds, and I found them too obnoxious. I, I didn't I didn't watch very much of them. Am I a bad Am I a bad like game man? No, you're a good game man. You, you know what I was I doing during the game awards? Playing games. Yes. Ah, that's probably I, I, better. I think I think like the game awards have never ever mattered in the history of video games. But the question is is did they matter less this year than ever before? Cuz I would I say I think so. I I agree I would think so. I would say maybe. The only thing I heard from the Game Awards is that um Kojima wasn't there. Right. So so before we get into that, I I just want to say this is how kind of irrelevant they are. Uh the Game Awards up for best soundtrack, they had uh Undertale no, they did not have Undertale. Undertale was not up for best soundtrack. So that's the first like mistake right there, because Toby Fox is this great composer, and I think some of Undertale's music is some of the best music I've ever heard in a video game um, of any year, not just of this year. But two of the nominees for best soundtrack were Fallout Four and Metal Gear Solid Five, which is all licensed music. Both games are all licensed music. Like there's like there's an original score, um, kind of for Fallout Four. And then, like, Metal Gear Solid Five just doesn't have an original score. It has a couple of original songs that they threw in their trailers, and that's it. Um, and I'm pretty sure... You're telling me that Fallout didn't invent the ink spots? <laughs> so, believe it or not, Fallout did not invent the ink spots. And I'm pretty sure Metal Gear Solid Five actually won that award. So, you know, as as far as, like... Because, you God, know, they wrote the mega hit, the man who sold like, the world. Like, not, not Which was covered by Nirvana a few days later. I, I, I just don't I, don't... I don't think, you know, the video game awards have ever been relevant, and I think they've always just been, like, a two-hour-long commercial, or however long they are. They've always just been, like, a giant-ass commercial for these video games. Now, they've had... They had Undertale up for Games for Change, and I think the winner of Games what? for Change was Life is Strange won that category. I don't think any of those... Oh, <laughs> yeah, okay, let's, let's do this real quick. Without... To be fair... What would you, you guys? Know, change, to be, to know, be fair, yes. Let's, let's, let's be fair, Lucio. Yeah, I'm saying like if you're talking about change, at least Undertale is a deconstruction, right? What? What? What, what, see that. what do we need to change? What are we changing? <laughs> are we changing games? Because I kind of am fine with games. I don't understand. I played Undertale. It was fine. <laughs> I don't know. I don't feel like Undertale, uh, you know, really changed anything. <laughs> well the good news is undertale didn't win it's a strange one it changed the amount of time that i have logged in my steam account uh <laughs> so life, life is strange in that category 
I, I think games for change just means that we realize Tumblr is a demographic that exists. Um, and we want Tumblr to watch our show as much as we want real gamers to watch our show. I didn't mean to not call anyone on Tumblr not a real gamer, but I guess you know what I mean. Whatever. I mean, there's a lot of stuff on Tumblr. You know, you could maybe you're in one of those. Uh, maybe you're in one of the cool parts. I, you know, uh, I there's like... a lot of really fucked up porn in Tumblr. <laughs> oh yeah, yep, that's what I'm talking about. Um, now there's so in that, in that case, up shit. In that that's case, a game for change. Modded Fallout Four should have been a game for change. It's funny when when you're like in, in Tumblr and you see like some really long winded social justice post about like female objectification, and the next post is like some woman going insane, like putting a gift of somebody getting railed by like three guys and going like, right. oh yeah, they want to rape her all night long. Or like a like a football popping out of a pussy. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. You guys ever seen one of those? I, I, it's this. It's this. I feel like this podcast is already off track, and I feel like it's because Doug and Michael aren't here to give us that energy we need. Yep. To straighten the rest of us out. The the uh, the lawful good uh, member we're, of the podcast <laughs> is gone. So, well, this is this is the thing. We're supposed to be like the straight men, and then they're here to throw everyone off. And since they're yeah, not here to throw us off. Yeah, that's, that's how I would describe this podcast as the podcast of straight men right here. Um, so, I mean, let's... That, very straight. I don't like dudes. A couple other, couple, <laughs> things, like couple, couple other things about the Game Awards. Uh, I, I, I like Jeff Keighley just fine. Didn't he look like he just was going to die at any point? Like, he really, he really didn't seem like he was super thrilled to be there. And he just, he didn't look okay. Like, I hope, is he okay? <laughs> He's on the Game Awards. Of course he's not okay. Jeff, are you okay? Like, I'm, uh, you know, if there's anything we can do, if we need to set up, like, a GoFundMe or something uh, to get you, like, a kidney transplant, you know, let me know, because, god damn. Oh, yeah, he was super orange, wasn't he? He just looked, I, I don't know how to describe it's like, it. It was, like, it was like he was jaundiced or something. He was lacking like, he, his he's, usual he's, pop. He's not getting, like, his vitamin C. I think there's a serious vitamin C. He was filled with determination. I mean, I guess when, you're, when your diet consists of 90% cooler ranch powder, <laughs> I mean, there's only so healthy you can look. I, do, I don't know. Maybe he's fine. Maybe he's totally fine, and I'm just remembering Jeff Keighley wrong. But, uh, and I also loved when he announced that Kojima wasn't there, how, like, slowly and bashfully, and how, like, he couldn't even look at the camera for a lot of it, as though he, like, knew what a bad, bad boy he was being by saying that Hideo Kojima wasn't there. So this is, so let's, let's talk about it since we got here naturally. Now. Yeah, we did. Let, let's, let's talk about how, um, versus the Hideo Kojima hour, I don't have my, my, my celebrating kids um, to, spooned up, and I'm sorry about Yay! that. Yay! That was actually <laughs> There you good. go. That was actually really good. Um, so, uh, Konami actually would not allow Kojima to be at the show. They banned him from attending the show. Mm -hmm. Which, I mean, really isn't surprising at all. I don't think. Is anything Konami pulls is they surprising? It kind of, you, you it kind think, of follows within think, you know, the bounds of everything else they do. They're, 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 they're they could come out and say... Sorry, go ahead. Well, I was just—I was just going to say—they're trying so hard to save face, and they're trying to make this not look like the major boondoggle that it actually is. Um, and they keep insisting, "Oh, everything's fine behind the scenes." You would think, if you wanted people to actually believe that, you would at least allow the dude to show up at the one video games award show um, to get his well-received award. I don't think they trust him, though. I think that they—they think that if they let him go out and say whatever he wants. I mean, he'll get up on stage and pull like a Michael Moore and and sit there until the music plays him off. 
uh, you know, and, ju- and just like shed the whole truth and be like, oh, by the way, did you guys know? I think that I think here's what happened. Okay, I have a pretty. I've been thinking about this a lot, and I think I came up with a pretty rock solid uh, idea of what happened. You, you, you of all people, have been thinking about Kojima a lot. I have, yeah. So here's 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 what happened. Okay, uh, in the middle of the Phantom Pain development cycle, uh, Kojima came into work one day. And by mistake, he pushed the wrong button in the elevator, and he went to a floor that he'd never been to before. Uh, It was actually the basement. And when he got out, he found that in the basement, there was a prison. uh, And in the prison, there were a number of horrible, horrible secrets uh, that Konami was trying to keep under wraps. And so, so let me now, ask, let me ask this, what's 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 more horrible than like literally sending off your employees to work camps? No, that's who's down there, at least partially. It's <laughs> it's mostly their employees. Partially, okay. It's mostly their employees. They're also renting a subset of it to like a to like a sweatshop to make shoes or like little Nikes, you know, Air Air Jojos. And, and also Boko Haram. I, I don't stuff. think that's what they what they call them in the hood, but uh, we don't have Doug here to verify. Well, that's what that's what we call them here in the streets of of SLC. Uh, we call them li- we call them little JoJos, and you jump oh, yeah, real high. Yeah, did you join a gang? Yeah, I, I heard something like that. I did join a gang. I joined several gangs. Uh, <laughs> failed the initiation. Anyway, he <laughs> discovers this horrible secret. He gets caught. They put a gagging order on him because they know that as soon as he's free and has a second to to open his big stupid mouth. He's going to tell everyone about the illegal things that Konami's doing. And uh, and so he's just, you know, he's he, they want to keep him quiet for as long as they can. So uh, right. I have to say, though, a few weeks ago in this very podcast, we speculated that we haven't seen Kojima live in a long time. He tweeted, dead he, men don't yeah, tweet. A- anybody can tweet for Kojima. Yeah, I have a... All I'm saying is that Konami has once again failed to produce Kojima. When was the last time we saw him in, like, a video? I saw him... uh, I saw him give a copy of Metal Gear Solid V to the family of, like, the world's biggest Metal Gear fan who had passed away before the game came out. And they filmed a video of him coming out and, like, hand-delivering a copy of the game to his mom. I'm I'm surprised Konami let him do that. It's, like, really touching, but at the same time, it's also, like, kind of fucked up because, like, I hope his mom doesn't play that. She's gonna. This is a very violent game. This is what my son no, liked. I'm my, glad he's dead. my son liked this. The plot doesn't even make sense. <laughs> I, I'm pretty sure the mom tore into that shit right away. I have. Like, a, I can't. I can't. I cannot wait to rip into this bitch. It's still in. She the, it's for gotta like still be in the shrink wrap. He probably signed it on the shrink wrap, so it can't come out anyway. So doesn't matter. But so the, anyway, what I'm saying is, I could Konami has once again failed to produce Kojima Live. And I think here in Islam, we have predicted correctly that they murder him or have him prisoner somewhere. That's actually, that's not bad. That's pretty good. Uh, he's been in photos. We've seen him in photos, but I can't think of the last time I saw him in video. I mean, you can manufacture photos pretty easily. Well, and you, you know, can, now you can, with, with the, with like... You can tech, manage... We, we had digital Paul Walker. Uh, so why can't we have digital... Co- we'll never really be able to prove that anyone <laughs> that we're not seeing in person... Oh, fuck it. Now we got holograms. So even if you do see him in person, there's really no guarantee that he's actually there. We won't prove that Jim was alive. Shit, guys, this is weird. I didn't think about this until now. <laughs> are we alive? Well, yeah, I'm sure that... Well, who are you guys? I don't even know. I only, met, I only met you once. Yep. Could be anyone. All right. Well, okay. Uh, this is a downer note. 
what what does anyone does anyone know what one game of the year? I don't remember. Oh, Witcher. Oh, Witcher. Witcher three. Which is actually a good. That's call. actually that's actually the best thing they did. That's pretty impressive. Uh, there were a lot of games that they had on there that, uh, like, at the time the ballots were created, the games weren't even out yet. Yeah. <laughs> like Battlefront. Yeah. Battlefront was a big one. Um, so, okay, whatever. Uh, this is why we don't do our Game of the Year shit until January, because uh, it's still the year. And yes. Right. There's still... Are, are there any other big releases coming up? I, I can't think of anything. No, I think Just Cause 3 was really the last one. But that doesn't mean that there can't be a surprise sometimes. A little, little indie surprise that comes out and uh, and takes the world by storm. So you Portal know, 3 may come out tomorrow. It's shit, man. Who knows? We're we're hanging in there. We're waiting to see. I mean, there there really was Undertale. That snuck up on everyone. Yeah, I mean, there are games like that all the time. That's, that's what I'm getting at. So, like, who are we to say that uh, we really truly know what the best of 2015 is? We won't know until next year when it's 2016. What uh, does does anyone else have any thoughts on the on the game show? Do we care? Can we move not on? Not really. I didn't care when we started talking about it. Yeah, it's it's not great. I'm not sure so let's, 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 like, in the let's like really quickly start because because I talk about what tantalizes me. Let's talk about what tantalizes the ladies. Um, in Cloud Strife. Oh man, what a hunk of. Has Cloud like does Cloud look okay to you? He looks like he's a heroin addict in the last three. No, he looks very pretty to me. I don't know what you're talking about. I he looks like a heroin addict, man. I, he's, I like, even... like, he's pale. His he arms like someone... skinnier. I don't know what you're talking about. Like he seriously looks like someone that you would just sit in your living room with in candlelight and you know stroke his spiky hair to feel that texture between your fingertips. Did and, you guys ever notice how sure, he looks sure like Zach? Wine. He looks like I'm a sorry, toe-headed but... Zach. <laughs> Share a bottle of wine and, and, and watch a Netflix movie. Please. I'm more of a Sephiroth guy myself. Okay, so here's the thing. That's long, silky hair. Are you guys seeing the same thing that I'm seeing, which is people psyched as shit for the Final Fantasy VII remake? Did you not see the, the thing that I linked in the chat? No, probably not. So, so my sister has, has this best friend, and, and he knows I work... You know, most people know I work for the site. Um, and he wrote like this long thing to my sister about how he was absolutely utterly losing his shit like he was super excited about the new final how, fantasy how is he's this like happening you know, this 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 kid he, i mean and and he is you know he is he's is, he is younger by us by a good deal um and he's like you know i am like super excited i'm super happy about this uh, i'm sure jamal is pumped too would you please pass this on to him and see how he feels like about it. Oh man! Um, and when my sister sent it to me, I was like, "Oh man, your friend is going to be disappointed." <laughs> what I really I told I told Jay that he needs to like get that kid a beer, sit him down, and tell him some harsh truths. <laughs> Holy shit! Everybody, I, if I go on Facebook, I don't have a lot of people on there who play video games, but I do have some, and I notice that they are very enthusiastic about the Final Fantasy VII remake. And uh, I don't know if they just like haven't been paying attention lately and they've been away. <laughs> I, I actually think that probably is the case. Like they probably just stopped playing Final Fantasies, but now the one that they like is getting rebooted. And so they're like, oh, well, you know, of course I'm thrilled about that. Um, it's been interesting to me because a lot of the people who like have been bitching about like Tim Schafer doing a new Kickstarter and stuff like that are bending backwards to like try to justify to themselves why this is going to be a good game. So let's talk about what we know now. So the PlayStation experience was this last week, and that's where we got a lot of new Final Fantasy VII details. We got a uh, trailer with gameplay, 
uh, mm-hmm. footage. And then we also got the sweet detail that this game is going to be a multi-part uh, or an episodic uh, release, which mm-hmm. I, I, I was going to say it makes sense, but it doesn't. Um, it makes it doesn't, no, no, it doesn't sense. make any sense. It, it would make sense if it was a smaller IP and, and, a, and a smaller project, but it's not. It's the biggest project they could have done that people have been begging them to do forever. Like of all, but, the things... but this is the thing. This is the thing. You say it's the biggest project they could have done, but it's clear to me that this is just kind of a whole secondary thing to all of them. Well, yeah. I mean, I, I think at the end of the like, I don't think that Square put like their top team on the Final Fantasy VII remake. And even if they did, it doesn't matter because their top team is still like, I mean, put Nomura. it's actually another company. They're called Crystal Dynamics. <laughs> they, put, they put Nomura on the Final Fantasy VII remake. And who, if you who like... remember, months ago when they said it was Nomura, I completely lost all hope. <laughs> but see, the Nomura, Nomura doesn't... You lost all hope at that point, but Nomura, uh, he, he's not like, he's not good. But every That's once in a while, every once in a while, That's he has like a spoke. stroke of genius. No, 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 no. But but every once in a while, he has like a stroke of genius. Like no. the first Kingdom had, Hearts. No, yes, no. no, it's true. Because he the first Kingdom Hearts. Of genius no, no, no. The first ago, Kingdom Hearts okay? was really good. I know you didn't like the first Kingdom Hearts, but it was like yeah, one but of that's the best what I mean. games. He had one stroke of genius I ever played. years ago. But that no, no, no. It wasn't just. It wasn't just he. Every once in a while, because he did. He did Kingdom Hearts. He did The World Ends with You. Um. I don't know what the world ends with you. Okay, fine. You can't. You can't fight over that one. Yeah, no, no, I forgot about the Whirling Winds here. You're, you're right. What was he... Uh, I'm trying to think of what else he was a director on. Um, it's mostly shit I don't care about. By the time... I mean, he's been with the company forever, but by the time he... Yeah, and then and he came in on Final Fantasy VII, so you would think... Yeah, but that, he was you know, he was just, like, doing... Yeah, he, was just, he was just the character, but that's not my point. That's not my point. That's not my point. He came in, he came in on Final Fantasy VII, so you would think, since he was so involved with helping shape the characters, at least from, like, the design perspective, um, that he would have like some knowledge of the world he's working in, uh, and then like so so when they said it was him behind it, I'm like okay that sort of makes sense. He was kind of there, all that kind of stuff. He kind of gets how this world works, um, but then he releases his first interview, and that's when I start to worry. I, I forget what exactly he said in that first interview about like what Final Fantasy VII is actually about. Well, that was oh. that was when he was talking about changing stuff. He's like, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's like, yeah, I'm comfortable yeah. changing the story. And it's like, yeah, no, exactly. no, no, that's not what anybody asked you to do. <laughs> that's no one asked you to do that. Go ahead and just go go back and try again. I want you to leave the room and come back, and we'll just try the interview again. <laughs> and I think I think I think that's literally the thing about it. All they had to do was put a new coat of paint on this. They could even have their new battle system, whatever. But all they have to do is put a new, new shiny. No, 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 no. They can't. The battle I, system I that they're using disagree. is the fucking Final Fantasy 15 battle system, and it is fucking bullshit. It, doesn't it matter. is a really terrible system. There is one acceptable battle system for Final Fantasy 7, and it's, it's the same one that's always been fucking in it. Don't well, that's that's, touch that, it. that's 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 the one that I wanted. That's like I wanted the ATV. All you have to do is put in an ATV and put it in faster. And when I saw the battle system for Final Fantasy 7, um. I, I I took that and I took Fallout 4 and I said, hey guys, guys, do you remember, so, let's do you remember talk, when RPGs actually had an RPG element? So let's talk about what the Final Fantasy VII remake is actually a remake of. And that is Final Fantasy XV. Um, <laughs> well, before we, get there, before we get there, all I want to say is that it was like as simple as taking the old Final Fantasy VII package and just putting a new coat of paint on it. It just needs to be that's, H- that's HD-itized. Anything, that's, that's literally 
the only thing everyone wanted. Like, just the new I, character I, models, and that's it. I agree, Jay. And I think Square had the easiest job in the world, and someone fucking it up. <laughs> I mean, it's not like this like, is the first time that they've it's messed like, around with seven. The were like, Leaks of Square. All you need to do is this. This is the easiest job in the world. You can possibly fuck it up. And then Square got done and was like, I can do better. And everybody went like, oh, my God. Like, oh, you can't fuck this up. And like, I'll take that challenge. <laughs> yes, Here we go. You want a bet, motherfucker? Um, so, so let's name. I, I know you want to talk about how it's going to be fun about 15. But can we talk about something that Square like has not fucked up? Uh, the cloud still has a big sword. Um, I mean, if we're talking about basically blade. He looks. He, he looks, looks like. He looks much. like. Yeah, he looks like a blade. Oh yeah, yeah. Barrett does kind of look like blade. I'm okay with it. I think. It's uh, quite, what are you? What are you? What are you? What are you supposing they haven't fucked up? I, I do like. I do like how Avalanche looks. Like, if, even though they're gonna fucking die, I guess spoilers. Oh, <laughs> you, you had time. <laughs> well, um. Let's say if you don't buy the uh, fifteen ninety nine. See, and I, I guess maybe uh, that's what maybe that's what bugs me is like you talk about like somebody who's really young who's super hyped for this. It bums me out because this RPG has so much pedigree and is so talked about and so beloved. These people who have never experienced but before are gonna pop it in and be like, uh, "What?" <laughs> like <laughs> they're gonna be. Yeah, I mean, I, I think I think he's definitely experienced before, and I think some of your friends you're talking about have experienced before, and and this is like what they were member from their childhood right and it's exactly what you said they abandoned video games for a while and this thing that they loved playing when they were a kid is coming out and are like man i can't wait to play that well like the three of us um and michael and doug we've we've taken up video games as a hobby kind of non-stop our entire lives which means we followed what square enix has become uh which means we know just how capable they are of taking a good thing and making it very very bad I watched Advent Children. <laughs> For God's <laughs> sake. Me and that's too. the thing. That's the thing that like horrifies me the most. Like between Advent Children and some of the stuff that happened in, in Kingdom Hearts and um what's the fighting game? What was that called? Urguys? And Heights. N- not not uh, yeah, it was like I don't it wasn't Urguys, it was whatever the three D fighting one was. Oh the city The City, that was it. Did you guys um, ever play the the Vincent Valentine game? Oh, no, God. I forget. I, I, I forgot what it's I called. Did. Jesus, Dirge is it of Crisis Severus. Core? No, Crisis yeah. Core is the Zack game. Dirge of Cerberus. Cerberus. Dirge of Cerberus. That's right. Like, even back then, when I was a huge Square fan, I could I couldn't think of anything more boring than a game centered on Vincent. I um, he was cool. I definitely, he was I definitely had in a like coffin. some some edge lord friends that thought that was the coolest thing ever. He, he was, was my favorite it. when I was a kid. That was. That um, was Vincent Valentine was tight. What? It was I, always it was always Cloud Barrett and Tifa for me. It was always about Avalanche. Yeah, me too. Yep. Sorry, I was um, I was I Vincent. And then Sid. Like my 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 favorite my my end game party was Cloud Barrett and Sid. So Vincent you know. Cloud Kate Sith. Fuck oh, yeah. You have gotta be kidding me. Fuck yeah, Kate, Kate Sith. Sith. Kate Sith, motherfuckers. <laughs> you have gotta be kidding me, Jared. He was the man. He had a slot machine. He knew what oh, was up. God, no. I didn't realize that he was the cat until a long time later, though. <laughs> I thought he was the white thing. <laughs> I didn't even realize there was a cat, really. <laughs> oh, God. The graphics weren't great, you know. So, um, so uh, 
Nobody seems yeah. to have realized this. But the gameplay that I saw in, in Final Fantasy XV was a l- very similar to the Final Fantasy VII. Is it, is it like Kingdom Hearts? Because it looks a lot like Kingdom Hearts. It's like Kingdom Hearts, but worse. Oh, great. You know, <laughs> you know what I miss? You know what I really miss is controlling other characters in RPGs. Oh, like, yeah, I, in all RPGs. Like, whatever happened to that? only control the one character. So what it is, is basically... In, in the Final Fantasy XV demo, you have the commands attached to different face buttons. The only difference that I saw here is that instead of pulling into different face buttons, they put them to the side in a little box. But uh, that is kind of Kingdom same. Hearts. No, no, it's, it's kind of like that. Like I said, the, the Final Fantasy XV battle system is basically Kingdom Hearts with Wars. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I mean, I, I don't know. I, I, I agree with. I, I know. I know what Jared's saying about. I know what all of you are saying, but that's that's kind of my my, my point. That's what I was getting at when I I slotted Fallout Four into like the same kind of slot. There is like, I, I I don't know the difference. Like, I'm not even really sure why RPG is a genre anymore. To be entirely honest, like like we had we had Bloodborne and and Witcher Three is like the closest thing to a real legit. RPG that she's had, where there's like strategy and planning, all this kind of stuff, and there's a little strategy in, in Bloodborne, and I mean, you can still find the kind of like whatever. old school RPGs in the indie community, right? So like you in know, the indie community, your, right? And Undertale and Undertale, divinities like most, and and your Pillars of Eternity and your Undertales, and under and, you know Undertale Underrail is like that too. But in terms of like the AAA games and the big studios, all this kind of stuff, they release this shit. It's called an RPG. That's like just not kind of an rpg at all it's it's just it's just first person shooter or third person action with slightly more shooting and slightly more menus and that's generally it like the, the line is so blurred now and it, it's it, it's just really i don't know it's annoying and i think i think people have had this sensibility right that um that rpgs have to catch up to like the action oriented nature of most video games but i think for rpgs there's always that level of action that came from the strategy. Like there was always like, you know, you had to take turns, but that next turn was always so tense because you would know that the enemy would attack after you and they would fuck your shit up. And you had to do some planning and all this kind of stuff. It was like, you know, a little bit like playing a board game. Um, where you actually had to think out your strategy and and, and there's like that the te- the tenseness just came from something else. It didn't come from the, the from can I pull my trigger faster than the other. It came from can I create the perfect strategy uh, to beat this challenge, uh, and we've lost that in recent RPGs. So, so let's talk about that a little bit, right? Especially in, in relation to Final Fantasy. So, Sakaguchi did Final Fantasy VII, right? And he did like one through seven. And I think we can all agree that's the uh, golden age of Final Fantasy, right? Mm-hmm. Sure. So he then did Spirit Within. That went badly. And he left Squaresoft, <laughs> or was asked to leave, depends on who you ask. And then Nomura came in, and ever since then, they've been trying to modernize the franchise. Trying to replace ATV with something more modern, and they haven't fucking found anything that even comes close. I'm but no, no, that's not, you, you, you said earlier yourself that they have found things that came close, it's just they can't be bothered to develop it. Right. Into a well, I wouldn't say that the schemata system comes close, but it was like the one that like looked like it could maybe at some point replace it. 
But they just don't fucking stick with them. They make a new one every fucking game. Final Fantasy XIII, the thirteenth trilogy, had three different battle systems. One for each game. <laughs> the first, uh, and actually the first one, it's a battle system that, that like worked and had some strategy to it and had some thought that you had to put into it, but not until literally not, the last like yeah, exactly. 10 hours not of the game. Until, like you get to the end. And it's like, oh, I wish you guys had figured this out sooner. Cause, but even yeah. then, even then um, you just need to get Lightning to use Army of One and she will like fuck pretty much everything up around her. Man. Final it was a bad game. I'm sorry. It, it's all it's all a fucking mess. I mean, it was it was it was definitely the last the last time I ever bought purchased a Final Fantasy game. Um, I'm pretty sure it was Final Fantasy twelve. I don't think there was anything that came out after that I bothered buying. And Final Fantasy twelve. Like, Final Fantasy twelve was, was a good game, except for the battle system. At least for me. I would say I would say it's a super decent game. I like the battle super system. Decent. But, it's but, actually but, a pretty good way to describe it. But but, but <laughs> I, I, I like the battle system. But the problem with Final Fantasy twelve's battle system is that it always ended up in result in, in like spamming limit breaks at the end of the battle because it yep. just became a raw DPS race. And like and up until that point you could actually go into every battle with a bit of strategy. Like you could you could plan out what your characters are gonna do. You could you could construct their AI a little bit. Yeah, that was the best was, part. You know, it wasn't a whole ton it wasn't a ton of control, but it was a nice bit of control. And then at the very end of the battle it's like, well, okay, now it's time to spam this thing. Uh, and you knew that's like that's just how one hundred percent of the battles ended. Uh, after you got out of the first couple of areas and it was just is just you know that that was it and i think that's something they could have developed more to be a very good and functional system um the other huge annoyance with like square enix in general is that they will always show you this thing that looks so fucking promising like final fantasy 13 the very 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 first trailers it looked like the most promising thing in the world i was so hyped and then, man, it just like each time you saw a new trailer, that it's like it's going to be an abomination. <laughs> so yeah, it's it's going to suck, guys. Don't buy. It. I, I, yeah, so I mean, I guess the moral is, if you're excited for this, um, stop it. What are you doing? <laughs> what are you doing? You didn't We're sorry to rush your dreams, but it's better that you find out from us. Oh man, like I and, and you know what? The thing is, is that the people who are hyped about this, it's going to come out and they're going to buy it and they're going to. They're going to swallow whatever's there. Like, I, I think there will be people who are disappointed, but I think there are also going to be people who you are literally not going to be able to disappoint. Uh, it's like I'm going to talk about, like, Advent it's children like I'm telling you, that. there's so many people who are, like, bending themselves backwards to try to justify how this is going to be a good game, in spite of all evidence in front of them. Yeah. Um, I, I, I do want to talk about, like, before we get into the actual video games, I do want to talk about uh, uh, games for change. <laughs> Because I do feel like we've had a couple of video games that have really actually changed things this year. Um, and I think they've created a new standard. And I think any future video games that come out need to at least half try to live up to that standard. Okay, what's the game for change? I am talking about The Witcher 3 as far as RPG standards go. Um, <laughs> because The Witcher 3 came out and it instantly made every every single RPG that came out this year... Uh, unless that was intentionally the point and made them all feel archaic, even with all this modernized bullshit. Um, and the other one, in terms of the stealth genre, is Metal Gear Solid Five, Because I think as bad as the story was, you do not have a better form of stealth 
than what Metal Gear Solid Five introduced this year. Yeah, I would agree with that. Metal Gear Solid Five has some uh, excellent, excellent, excellent stuff. I mean, it had better. It had better fucking have some great stuff. <laughs> well, and then and then and then it was like it was exactly like The Witcher Three, where every every stealth thing I played after it, any other stealth thing that came out this year, just felt absolutely archaic and dated. And these are modern systems, you know. It's not like these systems came out in the past in the past uh, uh, ten years. Some of these systems came out maybe in the past four or five or whatever. And then you get games like The Witcher 3 and Metal Gear Solid 5, and you're like, oh, there's someone already doing this way better. The rest of you need to catch up. And and it, it, it kind of feels like how I felt with Shadows of Mordor, where I'm like, at this point, I don't care if you just fucking straight up rip it off. Just rip it off. Mm-hmm. Make a better game. You know, and uh, we, just, we just talked about that so much last year, and it hasn't happened yet. Like, nobody's, yeah. nobody's even touched it. And I think Metal Gear is going to be the same thing, where... I don't know if anybody else can rip it off. Like I, th- I think it's gonna be kind of a, a one and done. It, it sort feels of thing. Like, I don't think like I don't meta, think I want to see a, an RPG as good as The Witcher until fucking Cyberpunk is released. Well, I think well, The Witcher's well, a lot Solid less. 5, Metal Gear Solid Five, it feels like it's going to be a lot less achievable than Shadows of Mordor. But Shadows of Mordor took something that was already there, and made it a lot more functional. Mm-hmm. You know. Uh, and like the Nemesis system, yeah, maybe that's a little harder, but it doesn't strike me as that that fantastically distant a benchmark. But, it's but not. apparently it is. It's not because <laughs> he, the guy that the, the director for Gerald Mordor admitted himself that he ripped it off sport games. Oh well, there you go. <laughs> so it's it's you go. he, he got it from FIFA and from Madden, where like you know you're. The commentators will remember what you did before. Oh my God! Well, there was a FIFA and Madden game this year, so we've come full circle. <laughs> All right, so, so, so you're Sorry, saying the next great, the next, next great RPG. You're saying the next great RPG. We we already know it's not Fallout. Uh, you're saying it's not going to be Dark Souls Three. Um, you're saying it's not going to be Deus Ex. You're saying it's going to be Cyberpunk. Yeah. So I don't. We, we're it's we're going to come out in 2016 for sure, according to AGN. Is that is that the rumor that you guys heard that it's coming yeah. out in 2016? Yeah, so, that's the rumor. So basically, in in some German, I think it was a, a war show. I forgot. In some German thing, somebody from C Project Red said that they were already shifting other resources to working towards cyberpunk. Oh, and these these were, are my favorites. <laughs> they were, <laughs> these are my this favorites. Like my, 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 my dad worked at Nintendo. Go ahead. I'm wait, well. I'm waiting. So I'm waiting very patiently for. They might, they might even have. Um, you know, something to show in the winter of 2016. That's what they said. Mm. And that's what most, like, outlets that don't suck reported, but then IGN comes out and it's like, Cyberpunk coming out in 2016 for sure for all consoles and PC. And I'm like, okay. So it's, so it's kind of like, so it's kind of like, like Telephone, right? Have you ever, pl- have you guys ever played that game? Yeah. No, you I've have, called yes. people on the telephone. So, so Telephone works like this. It's basically a game where you give one person a secret, right? It works. The more people you have, the better it works. And it's like a party game. It's like an acting improv game. I, 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 so, I, didn't, so, I really didn't think I would get you to explain it. I, I know what it is. Oh, okay. All right. So whatever. <laughs> I think um, every, everybody knows what that is, right? I don't think we need to explain Maybe like millennials. I would have hoped. I, I, I was going to say the thing that I've been uh, waiting for forever, unrelated to video games, is 
I'm really psyched about uh, a new Radiohead album, and they've been working on one for the last few years, and they're doing a lot of interviews with like German newspapers and Russian newspapers, and what routinely happens like every two months is somebody mistranslates those papers, and we get a gigantic article that's like, oh my god, guys, the album's coming out next month, and then... <laughs> And then someone who actually like speaks the language is like it doesn't say that at all. Yeah, <laughs> I yeah. wonder if maybe maybe it, it, I think it's actually worse than that because there's already been a lot of before the IGN story even came out, there were tons of English sources that said it's going to maybe with some luck have something for 2016. And I mean, you know, so, whatever. I hope it comes mm-hmm. out. I don't think. I, have we, what do we have with this game? I don't know anything other than a name. Do we have pictures or footage? Yeah, or? They, they never released anything but that first like teaser trailer, and then it was like, "Hey, by the way, we need people to actually work on this thing." So yeah, okay. So we know. So all this is the switching resources, which is exactly what they said two years ago. By the way, they said we're going to finish with The Witcher. We're going to finish the DLC for The Witcher, and then we're going to work on this thing. Well, we got yeah, and that's we the got thing, DLC that's the thing details today. Suspect. So. Like, like that's the thing that's suspect because we know the last piece of Witcher DLC isn't coming out until next year. Yeah. So it's like uh, if they they're not, they're not going to start working on it until after that. It's weird. Our IGN is suddenly claiming that it's going to come out. Yeah, maybe they hired four more people. And they're going to do it. Bang <laughs> <laughs> it out in a week. I will. I will say this. I will say like we've had a lot of cyberpunk shortfalls this year. Um, so, so there's Shadowrun Hong Kong, which I was interested in until I started hearing Lucio's reports trickle in. And then there's Soma, which is good, but Amnesia's engine, whatever. And then, and then, I don't know, I guess there's like other shit. And that Fallout had this strangely weird high-tech cyberpunkish side. And then you have Call of Duty, um... That which would be the, the best cyberpunk game if it didn't have to be a Call of Duty. <laughs> yeah, basically. So, so, we're, so I like, yeah, we're going for cyberpunk, then they remember that they're Call of Duty, so they have to go back to the <laughs> in Call of Duty. Yeah, pretty much. It's a, it's a weird, and it's you can see it like in the middle of the cutscenes. They're like, yeah, you know, everything sucks, and the government is betraying us, and you can trust anybody, but America is great. Yeah, yeah, that's kind of, but that's kind of the thing, isn't it? It's like, it's like, you know, Call of Duty has this, like, like Black Ops Three has this weird thing of, oh, and so now it's time to talk about transhumanism and how we're gonna evolve humanity to the next level. America, fuck yeah! But you right, can't mess with the Marines. <laughs> Having my goddamn gun, this is awesome. Um, it's just a weird, really weird game. So, so that's all, all to go to, go to say that I am really, really anticipating like a really good cyberpunk game, and I do not think Deus Ex is going to be that game. So, Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven is my next hope. And it's gonna be weird to me because like I'm actually since I've seen uh, Jared's review and seen all of the information that has come out of Rise of the Tomb Raider, the fact mm-hmm. that they're coming out same day. And that uh, it looks like Deus Ex is going to disappoint. I am really on the fence as to which one I want to get. So how did we? How did we? How did we decide that uh, Deus Ex is going to disappoint? Where did that? Who, who, publishes, who publishes? Who publishes? Deus Ex? They're both going to be Square Enix. Oh, they're both published by Square Enix. Square Enix is the company releasing them both on the same day. Yeah, we 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 know uh, this. Oh, weird! You get to buy both. 
Why? It's a solid plan. I mean, when the uh, when the iPhone comes out, they don't release one version and then not the other. They release all of them, and you buy all five. That's how they work. Now, what? Uh, I'm curious. I don't want to sit on this too long because we, I want to talk about games. But uh, but we are talking about games. Well, no, but I want I want to talk about the games. Deus Sex is a game. Jared. But what made you guys decide that Deus Ex is poop? Because I've uh, everything I've seen has been pretty I've good. Never, I've never proclaimed to love Deus Ex. I in fact also, I think when I talk about Call of Duty. I said this comes with a disclaimer that I don't respect Deus Ex that much. So what about you, Lucio? What made you it change? It just looks mind? like all the information that I've seen looks like it's more shooter focused. Mm. I mean, you can really yeah, tell. And, we, and we've, so. we've seen we've seen what an extreme shooter focused RPG looks like this year. Exactly. So you know. so and it's it's not it's not as fun as people seem to think it is. Yeah. Uh, I guess we'll see. Either way, I wouldn't. I wouldn't decry anybody who bought Tomb Raider over it. Like I'm definitely uh, buying Tomb Raider over it. I'm. I'm like a much, much bigger Tomb Raider fan than I am a Deus Ex fan. I'm just. It's, a, it's not as clear cut for me. So. I'm just about done with it. This game has taken a long time. I think I'm like I've got to have twelve or thirteen hours logged, and it's, I'm not even like doing the quest anymore. I'm just going into tombs and. Can we hold on for a second? I'll be right back. Grabbing collectibles and shit. Um. While we wait for Lucio, maybe <laughs> maybe now's maybe now's a good time to uh, to talk about Just Cause, or rather, to give away a copy of Just Cause. What do you think of that? That's doesn't that sound? So like are, a good we idea? are we going to give away the, the copy and then talk about it to convince people as to why they don't want a copy? <laughs> Is that your stance so far? No, no, no. It's 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 more of an extent than that. But I think it. it I think if, it looks... it's, if it's if you're giving it away, it's it's a good gift. It's it's going to be a fun right. holiday gift. Well, let's do it then. So so I have. We're doing this the same way that we did it last week. I have with me uh, five digits, which will be the end of a Steam key that will unlock a copy of Just Cause Three on the PC for you. Make sure you don't have an AMD video card. It sounds like that is just a terrible idea to install <laughs> Just Cause Three. <laughs> And have an AMD video card, so you've been warned. Uh, but if you got an NVIDIA, it sounds like the game will actually work. So hooray! Um, the key in- NVIDIA, our Lord and Savior. The key is as follows: the number zero, uh, the number two, the number nine, the number seven. All numbers so far, and K as in King. And as that's, in Kardashian. As in King Kardashian, uh, the leader of the Kardashian clan. <laughs> <laughs> um, so there you go. That's the key. Uh, so so listen to, or not listen to, but check our Twitter tomorrow. Uh, and uh, we will be posting the rest of the key then. And hopefully you loyal podcast listeners can grab yourselves a copy. Nobody mentioned who got Game of Thrones last week. Hopefully, uh, you know, some, some deserving scamp, I'm sure. Uh, but, uh, you know. Hopefully this week you learned your lesson and you yeah yeah you... tell us tell us if you got the X and and just tell us something. you're all hot and bothered in the in the pants just cause it's just cause three it's just just cause three it makes me hot and bothered you saying Jensen blowing up all the Jared? time what are you saying Jensen doesn't do it for you Jared I'm saying that we're giving away just cause three yeah that's what he said <laughs> and we just we just did it it's done Jay what do you think of just cause three um, it's good when I actually get to play it. 
So you were commenting that load times were bad, and it sounds like a lot of that is server-related, because I guess the game's load times are very heavily tied to their online servers. Yeah, the online integration is not so brilliant that it needs to hang on these servers forever. So yeah, so when the game came out, uh, I guess it had... Um, uh, I guess it had like 15, 17 minute load times sometimes because they're connecting back to those servers. And I guess on top of it, there's a caching issue that the game has. So I don't know if you've done this yet, Jay, but there's a very common suggestion, which is to turn the PlayStation completely off, like not mm-hmm. into sleep mode or anything, but to actually like power it off and unplug it and everything. And then when you plug it back in, it grabs a new cache or whatever. And I guess that's fixed load times for a lot of people. So Okay, I'll give that a shot because the load times are pretty abysmal. And I noticed some of the online stuff, and I, I, I did take the PlayStation 4 offline, hoping that would fix it. Um, it was really just shit like, oh, you, you glide at this number of distance, but Big Mac 420 glide at this number. Can you beat that? Um, and that seems to me like something where the game doesn't have to always be online for that. It's like a, it's like a consolation prize for not having multiplayer still. <laughs> I don't know what that is, but uh, uh, so are you enjoying it when you do play it? When I do play it, it's like a lot of fun, and and it's 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 another one of those things where I haven't really paid much attention to the campaign, and and to to just cause Teresa's credit, it doesn't take it doesn't treat the campaign like that seriously. Um, so it's like go ahead and go and blow up this bridge, and this guy's like, okay, I blew up the bridge. And I feel like blowing up everything. It's like, okay, that's cool. We'll blow up everything. It doesn't matter who you hurt and kill. Uh, we're just going to rebuild stuff anyway. I'm like, all right, cool. I'm off. See you later. Um, so it's basically it's just cost two, which is a good thing. <laughs> yeah, that's what it sounds like. It, it, there are so many middling reviews that it got. Like, it's in the 60s and 70s for, for most, uh, like, Metacritic stuff. And I'm not, you know, I'm not really sure what they were expecting. Like, uh, like it, it, it's just cause. It's Yeah, like, that's what Just Cause 2 was. And it, <laughs> it got very middling reviews as well. So to me, it's almost like a good sign that this game basically is ranking as, like, a C uh in metacritic because i mean that's what that's what it should be like and then it's almost like the recent games we talked about where we're like you know to not fuck this thing up all you have to do is is take the previous fallouts and re-release that all you have to do is take final fantasy 7 and re-release that as all people want and so just cause if you want to blow up a canister and then jump on the canister and, and rock it off to the sun that's what you do in Just Cause. <laughs> I do think uh, I do think this is actually a really great example of kind of uh, that bias that we've been talking about a lot lately because uh, Fallout came out and it's full of bugs and everybody's like, ah, it's a Bethesda game, five out of five. But Just Cause 3 came out and it's full of horse shit and they're like, oh, unacceptable. And I mean, like... <laughs> It's it's the same shit. Like yeah. I, I, nobody, you shouldn't have been under the impression that like Avalanche was gonna get off their last game and then be like, "All right, guys, it's time to really try this time." <laughs> like, You're gonna get all the bugs. And then that's the thing, right? Because in Fallout, when I get a bug, it makes me paranoid to even play the game because I'm like, "How much shit is broken? How much shit am I gonna have to try and fix? And like, how much shit am I just fucked on? Like, should I just wait for the patch?" But in Just Cause, when I get a bug, it's like the greatest thing ever. And it it's charming, laugh. right? I mean... it's, it's charming. It's like, it like makes me laugh. I'm like, this is hysterical. Because um, that's kind of like what you're buying Just Cause for. Like, I, I, I don't know if people are looking for some kind of like super deep and introspective storyline. Um, yes, yeah, that's exactly they what wanted, just, they wanted it to be. They wanted it to be a game for change. 
<laughs> and it's not for some reason, unless well, then, that then, changes like bad physics. So, so <laughs> then, this change is recall stabilizing like, a country because it can. Well, the fixes, the physics are kind of like what makes it so fun. Like those fixes are just kind of like fucking crazy. Um, uh, so, so you basically, I think you know the big draw. Of this one is you can tether things to other things, right? Uh, <laughs> see what happens. And so, your one of your first training missions is to just tether up these explosives and blow up a huge um, uh, gas facility. I saw and that I, one in your video. I, I basically connect my tether to um, a canister, and I connect that to the building. I don't really know what I'm doing. Uh, somehow, I get this canister, this canister to start to rock it off. And I watch it, since it's stuck to the building, I watch it like just spin round and round, uh, like a merry-go-round. And <laughs> it's just like this thing just keeps going faster and faster. And I'm just standing there like watching that shit in awe, and then it just like blows up in my face, and I go, man, that was the greatest fucking thing ever. Um... I, I honestly failed the mission because I was so busy attaching shit to so much other shit to watch it blow up. I actually forgot to do the main objective and I ran out of shit to blow up. Um, so I go back, I reset it. And the way it's set up is like you have like this giant, huge, round Epcot Center like spear. Um, and then you have these four other gigantic tanks. Uh, and then you have this little electrical array. And your goal is to just attach the different barrels to it and then blow it all up. So I attach my first barrel to the giant spear. Um, and I, I rocket that into the spear. I'm like, okay, let me start attaching it to these other barrels. And I notice the spear doing, is doing something very odd. It's bouncing up into the air and spinning around. And I'm like, oh, shit, that, that giant thing is going to come down on everything. Uh, it locks down the first tank. And then it just, it just all collapses like dominoes. Um, and I just take my character. I'm like, I think I better get out of her. I just start running. I just start running and everything just starts like, like fucking exploding around me. Um, <laughs> I just stand there and he goes, okay, mission complete. Now you're off to the next step. And that's just like, that's just kind of like the just cause experience. Like, it's just, you're basically there just to make sure blow up. Um, uh, you're there to fly around in your wingsuit and with your parachute. Um, and that's like, that's the game. And, and <laughs> there's not much else to it. Um, other than like seeing all the awesome shit I could do, like these ridiculous kind of physics. I like it. I mean, yeah. it sounds, <laughs> it sounds part of the course, man. Like I sounds I exactly like you buy a Just Cause game for. Yeah. Like it, it's kind of what it's for. So, um, you know, five, five out of five, <laughs> five out of five, five out of five game of the year. Um, yeah. I think it sounds like it's, uh, if you have an NVIDIA card, it sounds like PC is the platform to play it on because the load yeah, times most, most will be a little more reasonable. And actually, the tether is so much fun. You may want some of the sensitivity that you're going to get with a mouse so that you can really, you know, tether some crazy shit uh, <laughs> to each it's other. Definitely the greatest part. It, it really I, I don't even, Unless I start to really get overwhelmed, my favorite thing is just to tether um, just things uh, to guards things. to other guards and <laughs> just, just smash their heads together. Make them um, kiss. And then when they call in oh, the heavy yes. artillery, when they call in the heavy artillery, that's when things get really fun because then I start to get to tether the jeeps to the guards, and I get to tether the the jeeps to the buildings, and it's just it's the only game where like a helicopter shows up and you're happy about it. You're like, yeah, great. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good, an attack chopper's here. Now I can tether that to that wall over there. I mean, it basically feels like it basically feels like you're like a six year old kid. And you're given like a gigantic roll of duct tape and you're just say, you, you know, your dad's just like, okay, sport, 
go off and do your thing. <laughs> I feel like you, you kind of uh, gave the game a better title a little bit earlier. I think that we should call this game See What Happens 3. Like, that's basically, <laughs> it's basically what it is. Just like, ah, what, what, I'm going to attach this to attach this, and then I'm going to see what happens. It's called Just Cause. I mean, Just Because. Just Because. Right? Just, <laughs> just, be, just Because 3. Why would you look that shit up? Just Cause. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Well, that was a very succinct and uh, and simple uh, overview. I like it. I hope that Rico can can save, uh, you know, whatever impoverished country he's found himself in. Medici. Medici. Is that the same one as last time? What was the last one called? Palau. Uh, I forget the last one. Yeah, Palau. Are the Reapers back? Who? The Reapers. The Reapers. That's Mass Effect. <laughs> no, there was a faction called the Reapers. God, how great would That's Mass Effect be if it had a tether? And Shepard gets to like the little kid at the end, and he's like, "These are your three options." And Shepard just tethers him to a spaceship outside. <laughs> Still a better ending than, than the Karen ending. Sends him shooting out the window. I, I think definitely just like games where you attach things to other things are the most appealing games that you can play. Yeah, look at look at Katamari Damacy. That's a game for change. <laughs> That's a game for change. Changing what we're tethering shit to. <laughs> That's also, a change I can yeah, get behind. You know, the cosmos is clearly super gay, so that's pretty. I, you know, all right, I'm for it. I am three thousand percent for it. All right. Well, I think uh, I think given our time, I wonder if maybe Underrail can wait a week because uh, yeah, I mean, it I think already Underrail waited. Wait. It already waited a year. What's well, a week? <laughs> um, but I do want to talk a little bit about. Well, it's Zeta early Blade. access anyway, so it's not even out. Oh, is it? Oh, I didn't yeah, know it's that. Early Fuck them then. Oh, okay. Well, it's not even real game. Uh, <laughs> but how is how is Xenoblade, Xenoblade? What do we first of all? What do we say? Do we say Xeno or Xeno? I say Xeno, but you know I'm because I say <laughs> I say Xeno Gears, but I always said Xeno Saga. Now I don't know what to do. I don't think it matters fan. at this point. I don't think it matters anymore. I'm going with Xenoblade. I feel like that's what I want. I want Xenoblade. I don't care. That's fine. We'll agree to disagree. How is <laughs> Xenoblade? Chronicles X. How are you finding it? Now, this is the 10th game in the series. It is? Well, the X. Oh. The the Xeno series, yeah. It is. It's true. (laughs) It's true. Look it up. That's a a fact. Go to to Wikipedia. (laughs) So how is is the big one? Are you counting counting the cell phone games? Yep. Okay, okay. (laughs) (laughs) I I, I get the the feeling... (laughs) You might not be a professor on the subject. <laughs> hey, look, I just know I just know that you don't put X in a game unless it's the tenth one. Mega Man <laughs> Mega Man did it. It was number ten. You know? I mean it wasn't number ten at the time, but they got there. Okay. They went back and they made well, seven, well, eight, they nine. Made, they made them so much it became the tenth one. Yeah. So I mean, maybe they're getting a little ahead of themselves, but it'll still be the tenth one. So uh, just uh, just tell me how it is. How is it? Do you love it? I, I actually like quite a bit. I'm enjoying it. Did you play the original? Yes. And what did you? It's the same game. Uh, that's what I was kind of. I, I hear that this is like the same stuff, but uh, maybe a little darker. Do you think that that's a fair assessment? Yeah, it's. Uh, it has some things that I missed, like. The whole Bionis and Mechonis thing is gone, so they have a, a brand new world. Um, but it's very well done. It's it still has that uh, feeling of like having a whole ecosystem that works and, to it that now, I really like. Now you say it's a brand new world, but that sounds like that's not entirely true. It sounds like it's the same world they've been repeatedly crafting over and over again. Well, yeah, 
What I mean is, is a new setting. It's not. Yeah. Okay. Setting for the original. Well, so, scene. are there still two giants frozen in combat no. that you're crawling all over? No. Okay. So I would say that's different. Yes. Um. Who? What about characters? Are there any like returning characters, or is it a whole new no, cast? No, no, no. It's a whole new cast. Okay. I mean, so it's, far, a, it's a massive cast, isn't it? Like you could recruit a lot of characters in this one. You can. Um, all the all the footage shows like the footage that's always shown off in the trailers and stuff is really heavy oriented towards like mechs and I feel like the original actually like I played hours and I don't ever remember getting in a mech. Um, really? You what? Yeah, I played for a you don't, long. You never get in a mech in Cinoblade. Well, then that's a great reason. So, um, but now you're in now you're in gears like you know all the time, right? Or are you? Well, I don't know. No, I haven't even gotten my. I have like twelve hours on it. And I still haven't gotten into my first robot. Do you oh, really? really? Because they, they really do. They really do. Like I'm a dread. I really I see the concept more again. The they, they have like the whole thing is like uh, the fucking yeah, cover. Really good. The cover's like, hey, be a robot. Yeah, yeah. Like the like every every single character concept I've seen comes with a giant robot. It's just the game is so massive that I still feel like it hasn't gotten started yet. Mm. So, <sighs> God, I I, I want to set my like my, my own problem with Xenoblade. Um, that's how I pronounce it. That's fine. And, Everyone can and, do their own thing. And Xenoblade, it, it bugged me so much that it felt like an MMO RPG and it was like entirely offline. So it doesn't when feel I, so much like an MMO anymore. Like a lot of this. So the big problem that Xenoblade had um, was that it was a very linear game, but they have like these bullshit quests. Yeah. yeah. Kind of like justify their enormous world. And a lot of that is gone. I mean, you still have side quests, but they don't feel quite as, like, stupid. Mm-hmm. It seems like uh-huh. you don't get in robots as much in the first one, and that was a problem, too. What? You don't... Yeah, but that's actually, that's actually a problem in a lot more Xenos than you would think. I mean, what? That's, like, the whole... That's, like, when I think of Xenogears... Oh, you're talking about what I was going to say. Like. That was the idea, is let's get in robots. Yeah, but you barely use them in Xenosaga, in that's... the first one. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's... Man. All right. Well, I'm glad that we're back to our roots of getting into robots, even if Lucio hasn't gotten into a robot yet. <laughs> they haven't given yeah, me a robot. I've been, robot I've been waiting for my roots. robot. I, I I think Lucio needs to report back with how robots is because ro- robots are supposed to be awesome. Yeah, robots change everything. They seem pretty pretty cool. It's awesome because they have like you know it's like the original Xenoblade where you had like you know level sixty monsters running around in like the starting area just because it's supposed to be a whole ecosystem. So they're supposed to. The promise that they're making is that I'm gonna be able to take on those, like really big monsters with my robot. Mm-hmm. So I'm waiting to see how true that is. You're waiting to see whether or not. I'm, I'm actually very, very, very. I'm actually very, very curious to the robot gameplay. Like I'm not just being. I'm not just just saying that because we're all being big kids on this podcast. Um, <laughs> that's like look like 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 Fallout for all of its all of its disappointingness is. The coolest thing was getting in the power armor. Like that, that felt like a big thing. That felt like a big deal. And then I think in there, and then, but like Xeno has always had a weird kind of history with the robots. So in Xeno Saga, you know, the first game, you didn't really use the robots at all. Um, and then apparently Jared didn't use his robot in Xenoblade. Then in Xenosaga two and three, you don't use a robot in Xenoblade. There, I don't there think there no is, robot. there is no robot in Xenoblade. There is no robot to use. It sounds like there is none. It was the it was the Monado, wasn't it? That's what you used. But it didn't, of robots. Right, you have the super sword. You you had the super sword, but there were robots that you fought. 
Well, I, well that, that was the thing. They had like I want to climb into the, the Minato. I remember what it was. They had the teaser robots. So because there are robots all over the fucking place, you never got to pilot one. Um, <laughs> so so anyway, so so Xenoblade didn't have the robots, and then Xeno Saga one, two, and three it was very linear and guided as to when you got to use your robots. So it was like never an you know it was, maybe maybe in three it was a little optional when you get get out of one get in one. Um, then Xeno Gears and Xeno Gears. Using robots, I don't think was as big a deal as people seem to remember. Because I remember there are definitely points in Xenogears where I might have to use one of the gears in order to complete a puzzle. But it was almost more effective to remain out of your gears because your death blows could actually rack up more damage than your gears could against certain enemies. And you didn't yeah. want to run out of fuel. Yeah, that too. That was always... So, that, that was, was something... Like, you know, and, and whoa, I mean, look, guys, let's take a step back here and think about that for a second. In Xenogears, you had an entire second, like, party that you had to manage uh, in, in a battle system, and you had to worry about how much fuel they fucking had uh, for each dungeon. I mean, how could that ever happen again in 2015? <laughs> <laughs> that blows my mind that we had a game where you had to worry about that. Like, now it's just like, well, uh, now you got to worry about how you're going to find the next beacon that's floating to tell you where to go. Pretty much. This is but, we do have, but we do have that game where you have to worry about fuel. What what game is that? Yeah, I thought you were, I thought you were talking about Fallout Four. Oh no, I was really yeah. being sarcastic. I was like, no, "You're being sarcastic, but Fallout Four implements the same exact system." Yeah, but uh, mm-hmm. I, I'm talking more like I'm talking more like that that RPG battle system. Like you got one party that you're managing, and then you have a whole another second fucking party, and like and a Square game now is like you have one guy, and you better be careful. Oh yeah, that's true. That's true. I that's hope you true. press X but- enough. But how about how about this? How about that that Ramses and Miang battle? Yeah, I mean all that shit. It's all great. <laughs> I don't remember the Ramses and Miang battle as being great. Well, no, it was awful. It was a horrible. <laughs> that was like that was like one of the one of the worst, most torturous battles I ever I ever fought in RPG history. There's a lot of fights in that game that I remember really unfondly. Um, I, I I think I think Ramses and Miang was like by far the worst one. Like by the time you get to the final boss, there were things to do to like weaken him. Um, I remember that, having uh, a lot of issues with id. I think um, yeah, it was hard. It was fucking hard. And and um, it's it's made extra bad by the fact Red, that it's preceded by like thirty minutes of cutscene. Red uh, rum was hard. Not cutscene, but do you um, remember red rum? Yeah, yeah. Anyway, uh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Lucio. <laughs> what's this, what's this game you've been playing? Uh, <laughs> Xenoblade. 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 I, I don't know. Okay. All right. So, so it it looks like the same combat system as the last one. Yeah, pretty much. I want to ask you if it's different when you get in robots, but I know you can't tell me. <laughs> uh, All my questions oh. are really robot oriented. <laughs> go 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 and get some robots and then come back. The, to the word on the street is that this is a long fucking game. Um, I think like seventy to it's, eighty hours. It's fucking massive. Yeah. It, so I mean, it could be a while that, before you're. That's a that's a proper Xeno length, at least. I've heard from numerous sources that it's pretty slow too. I don't know what your findings well, are. I, I just told you, I'm twelve hours in, and I still feel like I'm doing tutorials. Yeah. So so I. I I'm curious about this because I I wasn't that interested in the game. Um, you know, it's like Xeno Xeno whatever. It's just like another one of those franchises 
where I used to be super pumped about it. Like, like Xenogears, I think, is one of my favorite RPGs ever, uh, despite all its flaws. I think um, the key to enjoying the Xenogames at this point is to just forget that the story of the other Xenogames happened. Why are you guys, why are you guys saying uh, yeah, Xeno now? But, 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 but what's that? Why I don't guys, know. Why are you guys saying Xeno now? You were saying Xeno. Okay. <laughs> X Xeno Gears. Hey, there's something we can all agree on. Xeno Gears is one of my favorite games of all time. Uh, and then and then, you know, Xenoblade Chronicles X. Um, if I get a Wii U, it would kind of be on my list, but it wouldn't be like a priority. There are other games on the Wii U I wanted to play before it. However, some one thing has made me very, very curious, and it's kind of unique to the Xeno franchise. Um <laughs> And it's the fact that the American flag is pasted everywhere in that game. Oh. And that they talk about like locations <laughs> like New Los Angeles. That's just like very bizarre to me. So I want that explained. So the story is that two different alien races decided to fight on Earth. Like Earth has nothing to do with the conflict. It was just kind of there and the aliens just went there. And mm. so humanity escaped the world with these colonies, and they're all named like after the cities that they they were escaping from. So your ship is from LA. Oh, if you couldn't okay. tell by the uh, super aggressively Japanese-looking character. <laughs> <laughs> um, so in this game, Earth is basically like the back gone. of a Seven Eleven, where two <laughs> two aliens are like, "Hey, I'm gonna fight you," and he's like, "All right, I'll fight you. Let's go behind that Seven Eleven." <laughs> Kind of like that, except like they destroyed the Seven Eleven. Well, yeah, that's a given. <laughs> that's what you do. That's what you do with Seven Elevens, though. Haven't you watched bum fights? You you trashed the Seven Eleven. They they trashed the Seven Eleven that is Earth, and um, so they're uh, <laughs> and then all the employees escape in their pintos. Exactly, and some pintos got destroyed and in the exit, <laughs> and um, but your pinto. Made it out and was on the highway for two years. Oh, man, is... One of the bombs followed you and like started attacking you, and it caused you to crash land in. Uh, I guess what another is this, what is this metaphor? Hostile. No, this is working for me. I think I get it. <laughs> I feel like I get it. So, so basically, you uh, you crash into a, a convenience store that's more hostile, so like a quick stop. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right. Or Wawa, like a Wawa. No, you know what they got out in Colorado that I always thought was kind of uh, uh, questionable gas stations? They got these places called the Come and Go. <laughs> come is spelled like K-U-M. Yeah, it's K-U-M. I like that go, one. Yeah. So, so you, you crash land in, in a Come and Go, <laughs> and since your Pinto is fucked up, you decide to try to make a go of, of your life in the Come and Go. <laughs> Man, that's a story. <laughs> that's a, that actually sounds like a better game than whatever you're playing. Why I think that's that actually out? that's actually probably how most come and go employees got their jobs. They just, <laughs> they just ran out of gas there. Like I guess I work here now. Well, we're here now. Yeah. <laughs> guess oh, I better build the life. <laughs> okay then. I mean, there are people out there who have to be living that kind of life where they just were driving their car and like where the car stopped is where they work now. Like, all right, this is it. I'm, I'm sure there are people out there like that. Jared. Well, you've never, you haven't come out to Utah to meet them because they're all over the fucking place. 
<laughs> your story of how did you get to Utah is either I'm Mormon and I moved here because I wanted to, or I was driving and I ran out of gas <laughs> and I just didn't see any other options. It seemed nice enough. And that's the plot to Xenoblade. And that's the plot to yeah, Xenoblade. They were all Mormon, so they were yeah. pilot they were robots. Mormon all along. They were Mormon all along. We're Mormon <laughs> robots. That's a, that's your podcast title there. I think it might be. <laughs> all right, consider it done. <laughs> oh, so man. what are, what are you, what are your initial thoughts? Would you recommend Xeno uh, Blade Chronicles X? External. People that are like hardcore RPG fans. Is it? I mean, is it the return of the JRPG? No, I think that was Undertale. Honestly, it's it's pretty much if you like this first one, and you're gonna like this one. Is it a game for change? Uh, yeah, I guess. I mean, change into a robot, maybe. <laughs> you can change your clothing into like a sexy bathing suit. It hasn't happened yet, but you're. I know in my heart of hearts, Lucio, you're gonna be a robot. So, I am. I'm gonna get the robot like Sinji didn't. I don't know where the fuck you're gonna find 70 hours, but uh, when you do, that's a good question, especially because I'm traveling next week. I mean, goddamn! Like, how do how do we play games like that anymore? Like, I'd love to pick it up, but I just know in my heart of hearts it ain't happening. There's. I mean, you know, it's it's. I think I think when you hear the actual amount of time that you're going to spend in it, that's more daunting than actually settling into the game like once you settle into a game it's fine but especially just knowing really man i don't don't have that much time i mean and knowing how many hours i spent in the original and then never went back to it like i don't know um because i i've probably dumped like you know 12 here's the thing like i i I finished i finished um all of them until until xenoblade um like start to finish and but the thing is, I had like a lot more time back then. I was in. Yeah, like I, I don't. In... I don't feel like I could finish a JRPG right now. Like any of my old classic ones, I don't think I could dig out any of them. And, and I tried. Them. I actually did try it with Xeno Gears, and I actually, got. Actually, you to... can probably finish Chrono Trigger. Well, I, I did finish Chrono Trigger, but I, I cheated a lot and used fast forwarding in the emulator. So. Oh. Uh, actually, yeah, Chrono Trigger is a good example. But I was going to say, I, I did actually try to go back to the original Xeno Gears. And I quit at the bar straight outside of town. So oh, that's how far I made it. Damn. <laughs> like, my, did, my like didn't, even, didn't even meet Ellie? You're like, ah. No, no, I met Ellie. Like, I met her. She stuck me up in the bar, so she does. And then, you know, we spent the night. And the next day, I was like, ah, I'm done. Yeah, all right. Uh, I, I remember, because I remember very well that she, like, grind that bars for hob steaks. You just wait for the little chickens to attack you. You burn them with Ellie's fire and you get the hob steak. And then you have plenty of healing items for, like, the first portion of the game. Um, and you have enough to sell because you get Ellie's pendant before they destroy that town permanently. And then she's like the strongest fucking thing in the game. Um, and you take the pendant away before she dies and you give it to Esmeralda. I mean, not she doesn't die, but she leaves your party. You take the pendant away before she leaves your party, give it to Esmeralda instead. Um, and then you still have a really fucking powerful mage there you for go. the second half of the game. There you go, guys. You're the Enemy Slime Podcast, your number one source <laughs> for strategies to a game that came out in 1996. <laughs> And you can probably find anywhere. We're here for you for you to. I think it's on like Vita for like a digital. I, there are ways. To, Nobody can, has a Vita, Jared. You can play Zeno. You are the only one. You yeah. and Jay. Yeah, we are. We're Vita Bros, and I haven't touched mine for ages. I wonder how it's Nobody doing. Nobody has. I should go check on it. <laughs> I mean, even Sony, they don't even touch them anymore. They don't. No. They don't care. All right. Well, I think that we're probably at the end here. Uh, how do we make it to an hour and twenty minutes? I feel like this is like one of our least constructive podcasts. 
<laughs> definitely in a while so but we gave I, away a game about? we we talked about a video game we ended up working out the come and go yeah that's true never mind i think we did great <laughs> <laughs> everything went perfect uh, if you enjoyed our podcast today please go to our websites enemieslime.com and what I want you to do is I want you to just go there and I want you to click everything I want you to click each link several times uh, like a good boy and uh, when you're done go subscribe or a girl. Or, or girl yeah sure, By the sure. Way, if you're a lady we still haven't gotten any submissions uh, yeah that's that's right uh, if you're if you're a fine lady who loves games and loves the male figure we want you to just shoot us an email tell us what video game hunk really does it for you and uh, we'll give you we'll give you a little prize on steam i i, I thought we didn't dis- i thought we didn't uh, uh discriminate here or i i mean or fella I tell you what fella you write in you write into me and you tell me what video game hunk does it for you or uh, whatever Whatever gender you are, I don't know. I, well, no, I, I specifically am asking about sexy men in video games. I don't want, no, 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 I don't want somebody whatever, to write to me and be like, no, no, whatever gender the person writing in is. Well, I mean, we covered all two of them, so <laughs> I feel like if you still feel excluded, just know that you can fit in whatever range there and you're still qualified, so whatever, you know. I, but we do, we do uh, uh, the moral hairs, let's just get to the point, moral hairs, we want the hunky guys. I want to know... We want, about hunky guys. I want to know who the hunky guys. The point guys. of this is to make sure that we have the right type of hunkiness for a counterbalance to the sexiness of DOA Extreme 3. Well, and here's the thing. We talked about brown areolas for the first part of the podcast, and we want to, we want to balance the stakes a little bit. So, uh, so write so, to us. Tell, us, tell us about your hunk. Brown balls, I guess. If you tell me, if you tell us about your hunk, uh, the, the first person to do it, I'll send a, I will send a copy of Hard West to them because that's <laughs> the that's the gayest game I can think of right now. Uh, so, well, I thought it didn't, it didn't have to be gay. Well, it's got cowboys. That's all I I'm mean, saying. If, if a woman does write us, she's going to be straight. Well, I, yeah, Who but knows? then if then she'll enjoy it just as look, it doesn't matter. None of this matters. <laughs> You're saying a gay woman can enjoy the male form, Jay? Oh. Uh, I I'm think we're going to be here for a while if we keep going this direction. I'm saying, I'm saying you should follow us on Facebook and Twitter. We're the enemy slime on both of those services. Uh, go check out our website. Go subscribe to us on iTunes. Give us a five-star rating. Do all that stuff. Do all those things. Why wouldn't you do it? Why haven't you done it? What's the problem here? Uh, and then when you're done with that, you can fuck right off and come back next week. And we'll be here to stick our thumbs up your ass and give you a free game. So I think with that, we are out. Bye.